special edition of Downtown Sports is being brought to you ad-free by Digital Market Battles, the only marketing agency that will fill your company's pipeline with high-value leads. They will meet your conversion goals no matter what. Just go to www.digitalmarketbattles.com to get your discovery call done today. I am the mouth of the South. And the views that are about to be expressed here might not be yours, but perhaps they should be. And me and Beast are going to explain why. The NFL draft. It, it is 4.45 p.m. The day of. We've heard all the talk. We've seen all the mock drafts. And we are now going to go through what the Jets... And the Giants are good old local teams here in New York. So, sorry, guys. This is a local one. We're going to see what our local teams are doing. Mm. And Beast, I know the Jets, even Uncle Lion said it, mm-hmm. the Jets have a lot of needs. And I, what I find do that the Jets need yeah. to do? Well, for one, the Jets need an edge rusher something they haven't had in quite some time. Now, the Jets do have Carl Lawson, but he was coming off a torn ACL. Mm -hmm. Don't know what he's going to be this year. Jets are projected to go number four in the opening first round of this draft, and then we'll go number 10. They're not, well, they're not projected. They are going, going Um, unless some form of, unless some form of trade happens. By the way, I I really hope the Jets don't pick number four and number 10 and instead just get Debo Samuel. Um, Samuel. Well, the Jets need a wide receiver as well. That's while I understand the Jets need help defensively and and they really do. They need a playmaker for Zach Wilson. That's what they really need right now. They need a top receiver that I know Zach Wilson can throw the football to him. He'll be wide open. He's a go-to receiver. That's what, that's a key piece of Jets need if Zach Wilson's going to really take his game to the next level. You need a receiver that can help him. Zach Wilson is, no offense from what I've seen in year one, he was not the bill of goods that he was sold to be. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I think uh, Justin Fields, hopefully with some new offensive minds over in Chicago, is going to do a lot better. Um, but I think Zach Wilson can be a serviceable, good quarterback for the Jets for at least the next five or six years. Oh, we'll so you need to give someone like him help, yeah. help. Yeah. But go ahead. Tell now, me what else the Jets now, really the, need to do. Now, the, the Jets Let's did. say they don't trade for Debo Samuel and they have the two picks that they have. Well, there is a couple of names. There's Drake London, a very highly talked about wide receiver out of USC. Will he fall to the Jets within the top 10? That's a bit of a long stretch, but London's one think, big talked about receiver for the Jets that I think the Jets would you, would you, would you even put him fourth? Would you pick him? Uh, would you pick him at the number four pick or no? It's a delicate thing. You know, people always say wide receivers are never good in the first round. You don't want to go unless you're maybe, unless you're kind of at that threshold away from building a good team. The wide receiver is something you shouldn't be going after in the early round. You want to go after one of the better defensive players. Maybe you want to get that that good center, maybe that good lineman if there's one out there. Because you need to shore up the protection of your quarterback. You need to shore up the protection of your defense that you're going to have that lockdown, just to have that lockdown defensive line, that, that lockdown pass rush, that lockdown secondary. 
because that deep, you know, you know what they always say, defense wins championships. And for a very good reason, why you need defense. If you're going to win in this league, you can't just win on offense alone. And not saying a wide receiver wouldn't be the worst thing, but in the early round, I don't think wide receiver is the right avenue to go in the beginning. I'd say it's better to go defense and then kind of work your way to offense as you go. Now, will the Jets go this avenue? They have four picks in the first 38. So, um, okay, I got a couple of opinions here. Yeah, please go ahead. And uh, I, I think the opinion, well, there is one that shows what they, what somebody believes that they should do. And then we're going to see what they're actually going to do. According to now, Jason LaConfora of CBS Sports. Yep. Here's what we've got for the Jets. Oh, so you said that they needed an edge rusher, right? And wide out, right? Those are the big things you 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 thought? A couple of them. Uh, um, No, uh, according to uh, this gentleman here, it's going to be Ahmed Gardner, a corner out of Cincinnati. Ah, Ahmed, or otherwise Sauce Gardner. Ahmad Gardner. Oh, great. They nickname him Sauce. Yeah, he has the. Yeah, it, it is Ahmad Gardner. They go by the. He goes by the nickname Sauce. Okay. But yeah, Sauce Gardner, the cornerback out of Cincinnati, correct? Yes. Now. And at number ten. Hmm. Uh, ten. Apparently, this guy does not believe the Jets will pick 10. This guy believes that the Jets are going to trade the pick to San Francisco as part of a package to get Debo Samuel there. Hmm. That's an interesting gambit if the Jets do go this avenue. And yes, we've heard about it. Jets were looking to are looking heavily at Debo Samuel. And you look at and kind of as you look at the Jets. Look at what they've been building during the offseason. Just very slowly, look what they've kind of assembled here. They brought a lot of Salas boys from the Niners, and they brought them to the Jets. Solomon Thomas, and well, you, bring in, you bring in Jordan Whitehead from the Bucks. You, you beef up your defense there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So here's, Jay, here's Josh Edwards, and he, here's what he thinks the Jets are going to do in the first – in the first actually he's got a list of where okay. what he thinks the Jets are gonna get. Number four, Kavon Thibodeau. Mm, the he's, edge been rusher. About, he's another very good edge rusher. He's very good. Number 10. Oh, he thinks your boy Drake London is gonna fall to the Jets at 10, thereby not even necessitating a trade for Debo Samuel. I think that would be a mistake. You think it would be a mistake to get London and not Debo? I, I think it would be, yeah, I think it would be a gigantic mistake because Devo Samuel's 25. He's developed already. You don't have to deal with his growing pains anymore. He's pretty much in his prime as a wide out. And he showed you he can do more than just be a receiver. He can run that football if you give him the space. Exactly. He can so do this a lot of things to, with the ball. This is the time to trade for him and give him a four or five-year contract. Well, actually, not even a five-year. Give him a four-year deal. Trade room, give him a four-year deal for a lot of money. That's what I would do. But uh, according to this gentleman, Drake London, now now we got in the second round, they think uh, Quay Walker, the linebacker out of Georgia, and Brees Hall, the running back out of Texas A&M, are going to go 35-38. Well, I could see the Jets getting a running back. Uh, You know, yeah, they got 
They need right. They need backs. Yeah, they don't. They don't have anything. Don't they don't have a real they breakout. Have. They don't have yeah. anything. No, they don't they have, have a breakout they, back. No, they don't. They, are, they don't have a back. I'm sorry, everybody. I think anybody who ran for the Jets could have been replaced for, with practice squad guys, and they would have done just as just as well. That's honestly. practically what the Jets were building their running game around. Were basically practice squad, and oh yeah, they got uh, Lamichael P. Ryan. He but he got hurt. He couldn't stay yeah. healthy, and yeah, then they were using guys like Austin Walter and just kind of. Adding well, Pirine might well. Pirine coming back actually might not be uh, that. That actually might bolster the running game. And if you get if you get this uh, Bryce Hall kid, perhaps that's enough. Michael but, Carter was not bad either. Michael Carter was actually a very was a very capable running back. I actually like what he brought to the table. I did poach him for my fantasy team. Um, yeah, he did some good things. I, I think he'll be good. I, I, maybe he is the third back. Uh, so round three, you got Fedarian Mathis, the defensive tackle out of Ama, Alabama. Now you got two picks in the fourth round as well. Yes. Um, Mario Goodrich out of Clemson and Logan Bruss out of Wisconsin. Yeah, so position for them. And, and they are also defense or a little offense sprinkled in there. And by the way, all of these kids from major, major programs, uh, uh, okay. they got a round five. They're going linebacker safety. And that's mm. what uh, we got for the jets here. All right. Let me take a look at what, my man, Mr. Peter King, believes the Jets will go after. Now, he he has a slightly little different uh, inclination for the first round. And I think it's very interesting uh, what he believes. And let's go with, uh, well, number four. And roughly, yeah, very common agreement. Sauce Gardner, he believes the Jets will get the cornerback out of Cincinnati. And not saying Stupid. he wouldn't be. Well, Stupid. Sauce Gardner can probably do a lot of things in the secondary that the Jets haven't had since First I don't know, off, maybe, uh, I, I, I get very weary when the kid already has a nickname coming out of college. That, that's like the first sign of overinflated ego. So because, what, what does he think so because be, the guy has a nickname of Sauce. So what is like it? Him. So what is his side, side of the field going to be? The Sauce Boat? That's it. We turn it here first. The so, hey. No, the Sauce Boat. It's the... No, it's the Gravy Boat. There we go. His side of the field is the Gravy Boat. The Jets have had... The Jets have had some very good history with drafting secondary. They've had some good history in the past. But uh, ask Darrell Rivas. He turned to be one of the greatest. He turned out to be one of the greatest secondary men the Jets ever drafted. Uh, Rivas Island. Remember that? Remember Rivas Island? Almost almost nobody would go to their top receiver knowing Darrell Rivas was covering. Rivas was better than Deion Sanders. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Rivas was the best to play the position. Thank you very Ever. much. Thank you very much. Ever. Yeah. Forget Champ Bailey. I don't want to hear about Champ Bailey. No. Everybody likes to talk about Champ. He ain't the champ. It's Rivas. And the but Jets, you know, they should head. not draft corner. They need to get to the damn quarterback. Who's number 10 for Peter King? Okay. Well, he predicts the Jets will also go wide receiver, but it will not be Drake London. And it's actually another very uh, good name, and I've, I've heard a lot of good things about him. Jamison Williams, the wide receiver out of Alabama. I've, I heard a lot of debate between Williams and London, like which of the two are the more NFL-ready wide receiver, the one with the um, better hands. So People this, like Williams. So, People like so this Williams. crazy man who thinks that the Jets are going to trade, actually pull off the trade for Debo, he thinks... Uh, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State is going 10. 
Garrett Wilson's so another one. We got He's a, another we got very a good one. Bunch of wideouts here. Yeah. At number 10. That's going at number yeah. 10. So we got a bunch of wideouts in this top 10, right? Yeah. Let me let's switch. Yeah. Well, he believes Garrett Wilson will go ahead of the Jets at nine. He believes the Texans will get Wilson when the Jets get Williams. That would actually be a decent move. All either right. Or. You can have let's it either switch. way with this one. Yeah. Let's switch. Because you see, the Jets, uh, despite what Uncle Lion thinks, I think the Jets are in a better position than the Giants. Yeah, I don't know where he believes the Jets are still way Because they're away. deficient on every part of the football field. He's right about that. I just think the Giants are in a worse position organizationally and overall. They might be in a slightly better position with the talent they have, um, but... It's not a house I hear of cards. Things, not when I hear things now. The Giants do not want to uh, extend Daniel Jones. Now they. Okay. Can I just let, let me let me do this? Because if you're not going to extend Daniel Jones, part of me thinks that is a setup for draft day. Now, no one is talking about Baker Mayfield. Nobody knows where he's going yet. Mm hmm. I think Baker for Daniel Jones might actually be something that the Browns are considering. Maybe Baker, hold on. That ring and done? Yeah. Okay. Baker, all right. So hold on. They're not going to extend Daniel Jones's contract. Cleveland needs a backup. There's obviously going to be no quarterback competition between Baker Mayfield and uh, Deshaun Watson. It's not a competition. It, it, it's like Baker putting... Mayfield's already checked out of Cleveland. He basically felt this. He basically complained. I was disrespected by Cleveland. That's Baker. He was. That was he was. And he's absolutely right. Yeah. He was giving, he took, imagine, imagine you took a franchise that consistently was garbage trash. How about a laughing stock and, of the league for 15 years? That's and what they made were. them relevant, not just relevant, but feared in the AFC. Nobody wanted a piece of that team. And then Baker has an off year. And, and now he's relegated to the bench after being the number one pick. One season where, I don't know, his wide, him and his wideout are having trouble. There's organizational strife, you know, all the typical Cleveland Brown things. So maybe that's why they didn't do that. But here's what the Giants need to do. They need playmakers, specifically wideouts and a tight end. Because Evan Ingram can't be. No. Yeah, well, he drops the ball too many times. You know, uh, hands. I, I, I think he's gone anyway. Hmm. Um, You need a tight end. Mm -hmm. You need wideouts and you need offensive line. You have Sterling Shepard. You don't think Sterling Shepard's any good? No, 
uh, too injured too often. And Kadarius Tony has already hinted about wanting to leave. He's already Kadarius Tony is. Uh, I think if you gave Kadarius Tony a successful quarterback, like somebody could get him the football, he wouldn't. Uh, maybe he'd be uh, having less of a problem because. There was a couple of games this year where Kadarius Tony was the best offensive player on the field for both teams. So there's too much talent there. But Shepard and Kadarius are not number one receivers. Neither of them are. Hmm. You need a true number one, and you need to get him in this draft. And you need to secure that offensive line. Daniel Jones has not had five seconds to throw the football since he came into New York. He's always looking to pull down and run. You know why? He don't trust his O-line. Well, I'll be very curious to see. And I'm going to go back to reading Mr. Uh, Peter King's draft and who he believes the Giants will draft with their two draft picks in the first round. Giants go number five and number seven. Yes. Now, these will be interesting choices. Now, he believes the Giants will pick an offensive lineman at number five. Charles Cross, the offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. What do you think about that? Charles Cross, a pretty solid lineman. The, again, Giants need help at the front. Thomas was one good addition for them. Which What position? Offensive tackles where Cross would be. He's good, an offensive good. tackle. They need the tackles. Giants need help in the front. That's It's no doubt. They've had that problem for the past five, six years. The Giants and who help. else? And who's number seven for Mr. King? Number seven, the Giants would go defense. They would go to the safety position. Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. Ugh. Is who the Giants are likely to get. I actually think the Giants are semi-decent at safety. Why do you need another safety for? The Giants you could. You need defensive line. The Giants could also, if it lines up, they could take Kayvon Thibodeau as well. Maybe the Giants go that avenue and take Kayvon Thibodeau and give him a pass rusher the Giants didn't have either. I would say, well... Okay, now we have uh, Josh Edwards. Listen to this. Okay, so number five, he's got Evan Neal, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. Kevin Neal, huh? Evan Neal. Evan Neal, excuse me. Evan Neal. Okay. Uh, Apparently, they need another tackle to go. He's the bookend guy uh, because Thomas isn't that guy. Hmm. So you need somebody there. So, okay. And then, oh, uh, it's another player we, we talked about before going to the Jets. Uh, this gentleman thinks the Giants go defense as and well yet. with the number seven. And yet. And uh, once again, it seems that we are being plagued with a condiment, except uh, this gentleman has the uh, gravy boat going to um, the Giants. Mr. Sauce. Mr. Yeah. Sauce Gardner. Uh, because I don't think the Giants are going to keep Bradbury. They need to get cap. They need to get cap space. In fact, I could see them drafting a corner. Well, here's the deal with the Giants. I think this is very interesting. As you know, the Giants' new defensive coordinator is Wink Martindale. Now, there's one thing uh, Martindale likes. It's versatile safeties. He loves versatile safeties. He he likes to have he likes to kind of build that defense not just around this around your top defensive line, but around safeties. And if the Giants do go, Kyle Hamilton, and he is a big guy, 6'4, 220 pounds. And he can kind of do a lot of things that a, a normal safety does not do. 
He can blitz. He has good instincts. He can play sideline to sideline, and he can act as an extra linebacker. If you had a guy like that that can do three positions in one, and he's not, he's not a he's not like a two hundred forty plus pound lineman, but two twenty to be able to to play three positions and act. You like know, a now that I'm reading about Sauce, what do you think about him now? Still not sold on him. You know how many uh, how many uh, touchdowns did Sauce give up in college? Don't Humor look me. it up. Just answer me. Just answer off the top of your head. How many he gave up? Yeah. Four. Maybe that's a little too low for my taste. He gave up no touchdowns. Zero. So None. this guy could be another version Not of Revis. Revis didn't even do that. So he's beyond what Revis does. Uh, at least out of college. And what? And that's probably why he's so highly up there. That's why he's in the top five. That's why you people know are so crazy about him. You know what? I I I actually see the Giants doing this. You see, I them, see them dropping. Sauce. Yeah, I think he's going to be a Giant because I see them dropping Bradbury, mm. perhaps even trading Bradbury. There's how you get Debo Samuel to be a to be a wow. Well, oh my God! But understand I, I, though, the Jets are going four, the Giants are going five, and if they both have the same idea of wanting Sauce, the Jets are ahead of the Giants. They might take Sauce before the Giants can go next. If the Jets take Sauce at four, they are they are not a smart team. They're not they a smart team if they take this. If they take this guy. No, because they have a quarterback that they have to invest in. This is not the, the time to get the shutdown corner. You're you not ready for that though, yet. Do you understand if you're uh, I want you to take the Jets side of this argument for a brief moment here. Do you know who's in the Jets division now coming into this year? You know, who the Jets have to defend against the likes of this year. Stefan Diggs, uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, two top flight wide receivers, Jalen Waddle. Can I, add I love how that I'm thinking of this from the actual long-term view of uh, 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 an overall success of a franchise. You're looking at it from, oh, how, what, what can they do to win this year? They're not going to win this year. I'm, I'm sorry. The Jets are, are they terrible. Need, they need a corner like Sauce that's going to shut down the top and speediest wide receivers in the league. And then when you do that in a draft that has so many wideouts to choose from, where the Jets could literally go draft two wide receivers and then spend rounds two through five drafting O-linemen. Wide receivers for me, I feel are a pre are gonna be at a premium in this draft. This isn't like this isn't like the two year the draft of what a couple of years ago where you had Kyle Pitts, Lamb, all of them were in like a in a wide receiver heavy draft. I don't think this is as heavy a wide receiver draft. We got three wideouts that are going to go in the top 10, probably. And the Jets, this is the Jets best. I think they need to get two. Two of them. I, you should be grateful the Jets get at least one. I think the Jets should get one and then trade for Debo. That's what I think they should do. Well, it's either you get London, Wilson, or Williams. Those are your those are your three right there that are top ten. 
Those are your three guys. If I'm if I'm then if I'm them, I draft one of the wideouts. I trade for Debo Samuel. I spend the thirty fifth and thirty eighth picks on offensive linemen. You'll get quality guys. Mm. you'll get quality guys in the second round. Are they going to be superstar world beater offensive no, lineman no. players? No, but the Jets need multiple people. They forget the, forget the depth. Their starters are terrible. So the at Jets this point, anything that they draft from rounds two through five is going to be an, an upgrade from what they have right now. Understand that Joe Douglas is under, he's under the microscope. For this draft. Okay, this is a make or break for Joe Douglas. All right. He has to you know hit a whole invest in the four offense? of these picks. He needs four starters out of this draft. Do you know why you have to invest in offense in this draft? Why? What's your head coach's specialty? Robert Sala was a he was a defensive coach. He was defensive minded. So I have to stack the side of the ball that my head coach is not the best in. Do you know why? Because my head coach should be able to take care of at least some of the gap in talent on the defensive end. That's By Mike LaFleur's that's Mike LaFleur's job. He has to make that work. That's that's on Mike LaFleur. LaFleur will make the offense work and he will make the offense work and he'll make it work very well if you give him two wideouts and two offensive linemen out of the first four picks of this draft. And by the way, the wideout should come first because there's a lot of linemen in this draft. I'd there's like to say the Jets. I'd like to say the Jets maybe only need to get at least one wideout because they already have two that showed me something. You you have Barrios. Okay. You have That's uh, not... you have Elijah Moore. Okay. I mean th- Elijah mm. Moore, you, you no. saw what Elijah Moore could do when he's wide. When you give him the space, if you get the ball to him, can do. Yeah, can, yeah. If things. he's wide open, uh, yeah, maybe he's the fourth he can, receiver because be then nobody he will cover a, him. He can be a slot guy as well. You can have him play in the slot. He'll get he'll get more touches with the ball. I could the see Jets that happening. need to end up with at least two new wide receivers after tonight. They need to end up with two new wideouts. By the way, we're about two hours and 50 minutes away from the draft. Once again, two hours and 50 minutes away from the draft as we are recording this. We will be recording our draft reactions, but the Giants need O-line. The Giants need, they they need a lot of things. So according to uh, this uh, mock draft by Jason LaConfiora, we have yes. the Giants picking Charles Cross at five, the O-lineman. Okay. And Kevon Thibodeau, the edge rusher. Hmm. At number seven, huh? So seven Thibodeau, five Cross. If hmm. that happens, uh not the Thibodeau would be a bad choice wouldn't be a bad choice. You know what that means to me? That means to me that more and more and more. Oh, yeah. By the way, Pickett will probably end up going to the Panthers. I, I do agree with it's that. A good possibility. I mean, depending how that all lines up, maybe, hey, maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers he falls down to and can play for his native Pittsburgh. Who knows, right? You don't think Pickett could? He came out of Pittsburgh. You don't think he could play for Pittsburgh, the Steelers? You think that, could, that couldn't work? 
Uh, you know what I think? Here's what I think. I think Matt Coral is going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Well, the Steelers go number 20. And at least and on King- according to most mock drafts, I have, uh, for example, I have, uh, I have Matt Coral going to the Detroit Lions at 32. The Lions? The Lions. That's what that that's what uh that's what this mock draft in front of me is saying. So the Lions have already basically said we give up on Jared Goff. We give up on a guy that took the Rams to the Super Bowl not too long ago and thought maybe going to the Lions was gonna help Goff. But it's very clear, I guess, it hasn't helped them at all, not even in the slightest. I still think the Giants I, I I have a feeling. I just really have a feeling. I honestly believe that Baker Mayfield is going to be a New York Giant. Well, I could see the two. He might get moved during dumbest. the draft. He might get traded during the draft. You I could see, see the two the dumbest organizations trading first round picks and quarterbacks with each other where Actually, maybe I would give a second in Daniel Jones straight up for uh, Baker Mayfield. That's what I would do. I think Baker Mayfield is going to be the New York Giants quarterback because the Browns need to pick in the top 10. Honestly, they really do. They're in trouble right now because you need weapons for Deshaun Watson. You need an O-line for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson hasn't played football in how long? Deshaun Watson's been out of the league for about a couple of years now. So Ever they since need obviously the backup. Yeah, they do. And they, they do. don't. And do you think uh, Baker Mayfield is going to be a capable no. backup for them? Mayfield doesn't want to be on the team. So if maybe you he see is the- a Brown. He's going to sit out. To be honest, if I'm the Giants, this is the chance to poach Baker and get him here. So you so you trade for Baker and you give the Browns Daniel Jones. And I'd he backs Daniel up Jones. Watson. I'd give them Daniel Jones and my second round pick. That's what I would do. If I were well, the that's if the Browns would be silly enough to even take the bait on a trade. Why like would that, that be silly? I don't Honestly, know. I mean, that wouldn't be silly whatsoever. Baker well, is going to sit out. He's not going to be there. So if you have an asset that's sitting there and not going to be there, what are you going to do? Be the Houston Texans and wait years to trade it? Or are you going to get something at least out of it? You know, Daniel you Jones Baker, isn't a terrible quarterback. Do you think Baker sitting behind, even... wait, sitting behind Deshaun Watson would actually be really good for a guy like Daniel Jones because when Daniel Jones was coming out of the draft, what player did everybody say he played like? <laughs> well, Deshaun. Said, yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, maybe Daniel Jones sitting behind Deshaun is good for him. And it's not about what Baker Mayfield wants. He doesn't have a no trade clause. The Browns could screw him over and send him to wherever they want. Yeah, they could. They could work up a trade with Detroit and get him there. Do you know how hard it is to play in New York for any quarterback? You know, Baker Mayfield couldn't. You know, Baker Mayfield had to deal with enough in Cleveland. You think he's going to handle New York better than he handled Cleveland? I honestly think his personality fits New York. I was very mad when Baker Mayfield didn't fall because I think the Giants should have taken Baker Mayfield in that draft where the Browns got him. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm sort of glad the Giants got Saquon Barkley because at least he's still productive. (laughs) Still productive. He's always hurt. 
He's not. Well, he's afraid to utilize that old speed that he used to have before his injuries. If you get some offensive line help, perhaps you could give him a couple of yards to build up some momentum before he hits the line. At this point in time, he's getting contacted behind the line of scrimmage almost every time he gets the ball. Well, that's the problem. The Giants need O-line help. The well, Jets need O-line help. The Giants need wideouts. The Jets need wideouts. Basically, both teams need a lot of everything. Yeah, but which one is going to address the main pieces they need more than the other? Will Debo Samuel be a Jet? Well, that might happen. We've said this and before. I've said this already. I'm going to say it again. This is a make or break for Joe Douglas. If he if does not think... hit this draft out of the ballpark, I don't think he's a Jets general manager next year. I think he's gone after this. If this if you want to know how you hit this draft out of the ballpark? Humor me. You give up the number 10 pick in a package to get Debo Samuel to be a Jet. And you walk away with with uh, the highest of your first round picks, and then basically you turn a second round and a and your and your first round into Debo. And of course, Matt Th- that's Lef- success. And of course, Mike Lafleur knows a thing or two about Debo, being that he was with Sala in San Fran. So here's what I think: uh, if the Jets can get the tenth and the thirty eighth pick sent to San Francisco. For Debo Samuel straight up, as in San Fran does not send a pick back there. And you still have a very high pick in the first and a very high pick in the second round. It'll be a steal. It would be an and absolute that, steal. Yeah, you, you've won. And then you could draft. Then you could then you could draft sauce at four. Well, let's see if all of those pieces fall into place. Watch, we're gonna get some. Watch, the Giants are gonna draft some guy named Jackson Grassblade from random junior college that we've never heard of. Yeah, I guarantee you, this is the one time we we're gonna record a show, and I-, I pretty much guarantee you that everything we say is gonna be wrong. Oh, I pray that we are. I pray that we are wrong, and the teams actually deliver and get the unexpected players we didn't think they were gonna go out there and get. Right? Uh, I, hope, I I really hope they do. I hope you get the right ones. Well, if Debo Samuel is not a Jet by the end of tonight, you should be calling for Joe Douglas's head. Wow. There's no excuse. You missed out on the Tyree Kill sweepstakes. Now it's time for you to get Debo Samuel. Isn't, and honestly, isn't, Debo Samuel is better than Tyree Kill. From a New York perspective, in terms of don't longevity we have and uh, the years of service that he could give you. Yeah. As we go throughout the whole league doesn't not just in NFL, but in all the sports, doesn't New York already have a bad history of crap general managers? Haven't we had enough of that for 20 something years? So the Giants have Joe showing, you know, the Buffalo Bill guy, and I'm not sure exactly how much I trust him. He built Remember Buffalo the whole scan- oh, wait a minute. Remember, though, you're forgetting the whole scandal that went into them hiring their new head coach. Remember, it was going to be Flores. The owner called Flores said he was going to get the job. And then Belichick did did this and texted that. And that whole gigantic mess that That was the coaching scenario. That wasn't even the GM situation. Exactly. So 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 the first thing that this guy is brought in to handle. Mm. He just it's a crap show. And then he doesn't answer any questions about it. 
Well, so that that doesn't give me much hope. That's first. And then you got Joe Douglas for all the talk about how wonderful Joe Douglas is. And oh, Joe Douglas is going to turn the organization around. Joe Douglas is the last vestige of Adam Gates that's left in the Jets organization. Adam Gates was involved in the hiring of Joe Douglas. Not that he isn't good. Joe Douglas has had a history of, of, of evaluating talent. He knows how I to find think, talent out there. I, well, yes, but I think he got the wrong quarterback in Wilson, and I think he picked the wrong one. I've said that from day one. I think he picked the wrong one. Well, I hope it's not. I mean, maybe Wilson will finally have Wilson that turnaround will still be in your good. Kid. I think he'll still be good. I just don't think he'll be better than Justin Fields. But well, all quarterbacks take time. Mount, they all take time. Quarterbacks don't just blossom in one year. Did Josh Allen blossom in one year? No. I'll be honest with you. And I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Wilson and Lawrence didn't look that dissimilar from each other. Yeah. Peyton Manning wasn't that good either. He was an interception machine. You remember that? Oh, Eli's first year gave me nightmares. Yeah. So, so there you go. You had, you had to go through the rough patches in the first year, and then you see what they are by year two, and then you see how they are by year three. And if they're not good by year four, then you get rid You of them. apparently keep them on your team, deny their option for, for year five, and pretty much tell the entire world you're, you got Daniel Jones out there on the market. Yeah, no, no, that's not what you do. Actually, you, 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 you if you're not going to keep the quarterback year five, you trade them before year four. Well, then, you, you know, by three years what you've got. Let's see if the Giants surprise the world here. What if they shockingly decide to take a quarterback at five? What if they pull a complete 180 and say, we're going to take Mr. Pickett or you know we're going to take Mr. Coral? Like I said, I'd be calling the Cleveland Browns. And get I'd Baker be Mayfield. getting a. I'd be getting Baker. I'd be sending a second round draft pick in Daniel Jones. That's what I would be doing. Well, actually, maybe even a third rounder in Daniel Jones because they are going to get a quarterback. So, yeah. Well, I'm Give curious a third to see rounder in Daniel Jones. Well, I'm curious to see what Joe Schoen is going to decide to do here. I'm going to be very fascinated to see how ballsy he is. Well, uh, Joe Schoen, our, our good buddy who couldn't even get the coaching process, hiring process done correctly. Um, he needs to redeem himself. He's already on semi shaky ground with me as a giant. That's you. I wonder about the whole giant fan base as an, as an, as a whole. I speak for all of us because I speak from a place of sense and not a place of a crazed fandom. I look at the processes by which these teams do things and I decide if they're good or bad. I mean, so far, if you're going to take Joe Schoen's tenure, which is, there isn't even a tenure yet, but as the Giants uh, general manager, and you looked at that hiring process for that head coaching position where the GM and the owner apparently disagreed with each other and it was public. Does, does, does that give you much confidence in the new regime to start with? Well, as we as you said, this is a chance for them to redeem themselves. Let's see where they go. Let's see where the Jets and Giants both go 
in a matter of just under three hours, we have the NFL draft. Two hours and 35 minutes until Debo Samuel's a New York Jet. If. Two hours and 35 minutes. Welcome to New York, Debo. And with that, that's going to wrap up this special digital market battle edition of Downtown Sports. And you will soon listen to our recap of this entire draft upon its conclusion. And you will hear our recap and our take on, well, did our teams uh, accomplish their goal? You can listen to Downtown Sports on 16 different platforms. Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Bullhorn, Podbean, Listen Notes, Podcast Addict, Verbal, Castro.fm, and Stitcher episodes. Rants, digital market battle specials every week. We are downtown sports, and we are where sports come home. Want to thank Nick Battle, digital market battles. Want to thank Tony. Want to thank Girl Friday. Thank Chris. Thank the whole crew for Beast, for all of them. It's the mouth of the South. John Chavoni, thanks for listening. We out. Goodbye. <laughs>